In 2237, the Fourth Light Division of the Terran Stellar Navy vanished into an interdimensional rift. Now they wear the crimson sword and planet uniform of the Terran Stellar Empire. The union of spacefaring planets is but a ragtag alliance of rebellion. Ambition and oppression surround them. Who can be trusted? Who must be watched? And where is the way home? This is, uh, this is Lieutenant Morlock, and this is Fleet News Pulse, such as it is. Uh, this broadcast is meant for Terran Stellar Navy crew only, because I'd probably be killed or something if anybody else found out. <clears throat> uh, since we aren't fully operational, Commander Matsian and I are going to be recording to keep everyone informed, and hopefully a bit entertained while we try to figure ourselves out. The Pulse in Exile starts now. This is Commandant Matian with a news roundup of recent events in the, uh, well, operational area of the uh, Porth Hunter Group. As you are aware, everyone in this command is fully occupied with stabilizing our situation and getting us back to full combat readiness. But this is also, it is also the case that we're all in this together and we want to take every opportunity to keep all of you informed, whether you were on duty last shift or not. The group arrived in an unknown system after a jump gate malfunction. During the first hours, medical facilities were overstretched, dealing with physical injuries and cases of severe jump shock. Life support was barely functional and is still requiring some manual intervention. Minor variations in oxygen and gravity levels are continuing to cause additional stress. The medical corps have identified simple treatments for many of the commonest symptoms. The chief medical officer reminds you to take care of yourself before assisting others, Further accidents and medical and miscalculations due to exhaustion should be avoided. The damage to ship systems and equipment was also extensive, and repairs were slow due to the casualties and a lack of working repair tools and equipment. Replicator programming will remain restricted to minimal energy, ingredient and time usage until further notice. All drives and most energy-based systems, including sensors, were offline. Limited communication channels were established, Marines and their rugged shuttles suffered less attrition and were quickly deployed. INA Grant utilized her extensive support facilities to bootstrap her manufacturing and repair facilities and get the mobile CIC online. In the meantime, an unknown transport and escort of Terran design were detected leaving the system, as shuttles began transfer operations to ferry Damcon equipment and personnel from Grant, a number of hostile IFFs entered the sector and approached ISN Excision. All available shuttles diverted to intercept a number of pirate scavengers. The intruders were able to close to engagement range of Excision and knock out all of her comms emitters, while the other capital vessels were getting drive and weapon systems online enough to join the shuttles in driving them off and destroying them. One shuttle also had a systems knock, knock out, but the pilot was picked up with no more than a fallen crest. Before all transfer operations were completed and the majority of ship's systems restored to normal, near-normal function, uh, other groups of pirates and an inquisitive Kralian patrol had to be defeated. Ordnance supplies remained limited, despite Grant's considerable stockpile. P-shocks in particular cannot be manufactured outside a fixed base. Sensor systems were unable to get a galactic fix, except to indicate that we are still in the same quadrant as Promethean. They were able to identify another sector to Spinward, and that is where the group explored next, and where we are currently located. The sector contains considerable asteroid belts and 
numerous wrecks, plus a number of unexploded heavy ordnance or highly unstable mining relics. Detailed sensor scans of the central nebula revealed a long-abandoned industrial mining facility known as Stormhold. While the group fended off a number of pirate probes and an aggressive heavy Kralian patrol, shuttles deployed marine teams to effect ingress to the station. Breaching charges triggered a major radiation leak, and it was a race against time to recover those marines and deploy Grant's specialized technical teams to contain the source. Next shift, we need to begin recommissioning the base beyond the current minimal comms beacon and docking port. I look forward to seeing you all on shift or in a mess hall somewhere. If you have useful tips to share with your comrades as we get Stormhold up and running, morale-boosting successes, humor, pratfalls, jokes, skits, or musical performances to raise a smile in that break between hours stuck in a Jeffrey's tube, then send them in as a script or a recording to myself or Intendant Morlock. To start us off, I twisted Subcommandant Mundy's arm to share a little ditty. Stay safe out there. Matsian out. Okay. To be the very model of Imperial Navy officers, we'd better drink all grey tea. No, we can't have any coffee, sirs. For coffee is a solvent with effects most deleterious. If you consume a quantity, the consequence is serious. The Pulse starts right now. Here is the news roundup of recent events in the operational area of Promethean Command. TSN Castor and TSN Pollux are on temporary assignment at Promethean Command. But with hyperspace travel still so dangerous and commercial traffic so scarce, hostile activity is at a minimum. In the wake of the Poseidon Rift disaster, jump gates remain accessible only to critical traffic, with specialized TSN Science and Engineering escort. In the immediate aftermath of the event dubbed the Jumpocalypse, jump gates throughout the border region were offline, and ships anywhere within two sectors of a gate suffered varying degrees of drive failure. It is theorized that the classified transit of the Ariatis gate into the highly unstable Poseidon Rift caused some sort of hyperspatial tsunami, which will keep scientific institutes across the USFP in funding for decades to come. Despite a number of automated probes and search and rescue missions into the rift, no trace has been found of the 4th Light Division or its support elements. Elsewhere in the fleet, final preparations are underway for the departure of TSN Hamilton on a one-year long-range deep space mission to collect scientific data and make peaceful contact with new life forms. For nearly two months, Captain Scales has had the crew on mobilization alert and shifts have been dedicated to systems checks and readiness drills to take advantage of her refit with the latest computer and sensor arrays. TSN Command also redesigned a section of the ship to install an advanced stellar cartography system to properly manage that facility. Commander Moriopolis will move into the Chief Science Officer role, while Commander Varga will take over as First Officer, leaving an opening for a new Chief Engineer. Hamilton is scheduled to set out on Stardate 28118.0. Listening to WTSN, the Fleet News Service, home of the brave. Wow. Uh, that... Is that from home? I... Alright, uh, um, we'll look into that later. Um, anyway, uh, here's the next bit. We now know that the Terrans have created the Terran Empire instead of the United Spacefaring Planets. This is obviously... It's obviously... It's had... It's... 
is obviously had. Yeah. We now know that the Terrans have created the Terran Stellar Empire instead of the United Spacefaring Planets. This has obviously had a wide range of effects, including the fact that non-humans have been relegated to second-class citizens under the Terran regime. As of this recording, I don't know the full effect this will have on those of us with non-Terran ancestry. If any non-Terrans can pass as humans, try to do so until further notice. For the rest of us, we need to talk to each other. Make sure that we know what to do to protect ourselves against being persecuted without breaking our cover. Review with your COs about who you are supposed to be and study your service records. Find out every single personal detail. The humans can afford to play it by ear. They'll be given the benefit of the doubt. Remember that. So that's all there is right now. Uh, we'll try to broadcast whenever we can and if I'm absolutely sure it's safe. But for now, Ritor Yentor Iktu Namtor. Don't forget who you are. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.